0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. Uh, I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I do want to extend a bright, a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world. We're celebrating season 23, uh, and today I'm joined by author, speaker, healer, uh, Sheila Seppi. She's here for the first time. We're going to talk, in, talk about walk-ins. Uh, this is all about Watkins today, Watkins' cosmology of the soul. We're going to talk about the incarnations of the soul, Sheila's story, and much more. She'll offer a live activation if we have time a little bit later, and we will take some live callers. So press star 2 uh, on your phone to raise your hand for that. And I just want to welcome all of you home, all of you beautiful souls, luminous light leaders, uh, new earth, paradise partners, and cosmic creators. Welcome to this next phase of your spiritual awakening and exploration. I know that this is a harmonious haven, a sacred space, and a soulful sanctuary to really see your sacredness, to feel empowered. Uh, this is a unity community that is designed to illuminate your potential as an unlimited divine human. And I'm dedicated and devoted to walking hand-in-hand hand and heart-to-heart heart with all of you as we soar into our highest potentials together. Uh, I do want to invite you to subscribe to this show. It is a free platform. You can access everything uh, at straighttalkforthesoul.com. You can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and Stitcher. And we welcome you in our, fa- our Facebook group uh, or on Instagram. And during our time to get together, if you have joined us by webcast, you can write in that way if you have questions. Uh, let us know how you're feeling, um, just what's going on with you. Uh, and now I want to do something that we've been doing every time we come together this season. I want to embrace the power of this unity community. So I invite you to envision, feel, uh, just yourself joining hands and hearts with every single beautiful soul in our sacred circle. Just envision this, feel this, set the intention to radiate love and kindness and compassion into each and every heart, as well as to every soul on the planet. Radiate that love and feel those waves of love uniting us blessing us all Uh, that is the potent power of this unity community Um, and so thank you for being here and for participating in that Uh, and now let me tell you about my wonderful co-creative partner for today Sheila Seppi is a soul exchange walk-in she entered the body of a 38 year old woman with three children and was immediately healed from documented illnesses she took on a new personality with spiritual gifts and memories she didn't even believe in. Her life was transformed, uh, and she's never been the same. Uh, that happened, I believe, and we'll talk to her about it in 1999. So a lot has happened since then. She's an author, a speaker, a multidimensional life coach, a healer, a regression therapist, and a teacher. Uh, she obtained her bachelor's degree in metaphysics and master's degree in metaphysical science Uh, she's the founder of the wish alliance and spirit way wellness and so again today we're talking about walk-ins and the soul incarnation process (laughs) we're really going to dive in and um explore the concept that our souls are eternal, um, the soul is multidimensional. Uh, during the research phase, Sheila identified that there are more than one type of walk in. There's the soul exchange, soul infusion, overlay souls, braided souls, jumpers, and multi-layered souls. And there are a variety of soul experiences. There are walk ins, indigo's, hybrids, star seeds, spiritual awakenings, kundalini awakenings, and spiritual infusions so we're going to get into all of this and more today Uh, so let's dive in please join me in extending waves and waves of love light and appreciation to Sheila as I welcome her to our sacred circle so welcome my dear thank you I appreciate
1: your inviting me to, to come and chat with you guys today
0: Yes, you are so welcomed into this Playground of Light, and I want to say sorry to all of you. You probably heard the doorbell going on, so I apologize. Everybody wants to join the party today, so anyways, I apologize for that. Did you hear that, Sheila, the doorbell? I did. (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I apologize. Um, Anyway, let's dive in. I mean, I'm so... Excited to introduce you to this community. A lot of people may know you already, but um, I feel it's really important to delve into the journey, uh, your journey as a walk-in in In 1999. Is that right?
1: Right. And so um, (laughs) what I'll do is give you a a really quick overview, and uh, we can just move from there, but... Mm -hmm. um, During 1999, I was a very sick person. Um, Starting in my early 20s, I had been diagnosed with the potential of brain tumors. I was told that I would have MS and be in a wheelchair by the time I was in my 40s. I was told I had chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. And then moving forward into my 30s, um, I was walking down my staircase, placed my hand on the railing, And my clavicle shattered. I was Hmm. transported to Roanoke Memorial Hospital, and not to Roanoke, but to uh, Duke University. And I was um, with an oncologist, which I thought was very odd for a broken collarbone. But what they told me is that that bone was riddled with bone cancer, and they were going to have to remove it. And so during that process, they went in, and not only was the bone no longer shattered. There was no cancer, none whatsoever. And Mm -hmm. then from there, you would think, wow, then your body really, you know, you're starting to heal. Something's happening. But instead, it took an immediate downward spiral to the point that I was um, walking with a cane. And um, I had absolutely no energy. I had sarocardosis and and urethema nodosum. I was having migraines Mm. every day, and I was still trying to work a full-time job with three kids and a husband, and, you know, it was just a lot Mm. of wear and tear. And so... Celebrex became my best friend at that time and that's the only thing that would allow me to open and close my hands because apparently I had the beginning stages of rheumatoid arthritis or RA and so I went (laughs) to bed I know I (sighs) went to bed this very sick person and the next morning it felt as if I was grabbed by the hair of my head and I was pulled, bolt right up in my bed, and it was as if lightning ran through my body. Then I was in white space. Now, I don't know how long I was in white space, but Mm -hmm. while I was there, I was out of pain. I felt very comfortable, and the reality of it is, had I been given a choice, I probably would have stayed there. But... As I began to come back to myself my peripheral vision started coming in first and then my frontal vision and I find myself sitting up in the bed I'm looking Mm -hmm. around the room like what the heck just happened there was no one Mm -hmm. in the house and everything was the same but everything was different and Mm -hmm. I did not know how but as I began to move about You know, I stepped on the carpet and I was like, ooh, this is gushy, I like it, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) And then I'm walking in, you know, I catch my reflection in the mirror and I just stop and I'm staring at myself because it's Mm -hmm. like I'm looking out of someone else's eyes even though I knew it was me. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, little things like this was happening like within minutes of me standing up. Then I began to be flooded with past life memories and memories about um, universal truths that I'd never Mm -hmm. studied. And, of course, I didn't Mm -hmm. believe in past lives the night before when I went to bed. And then I started understanding different healing modalities, and I had never studied those. Not only had I never studied these, I had zero interest in them. And so all of this information flooding my mind was like, what the heck is going on? And as I looked around the room at different things, it's almost as if they began to speak to me and tell me, oh, you know, you wore this article of clothing, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you bought this mm-hmm. photograph or you did this. And I was just a little bit overloaded. And right. then- As I began to move throughout the house, I began to see images of people that were not there, and I began to hear people speaking to me that was not there. Now, at that time, my background was in psychology, and so I Mm -hmm. thought I was having some type of a psychotic break that the dysfunctional marriage I was in you know, raising the three kids and being sick. Um, I thought it was just a little bit too much for me. And so as I started sharing this experience with my husband, you know, he starts like backing away and his eyes are getting Mm -hmm. big and I knew it was a no-no subject. And then I tried to share it with a couple other friends and I got the same response. And so I knew this was something I couldn't talk about. Um, because I was not in a metaphysical community and did not have that kind of support.
0: Right. And so right.
1: as time, you know, went on, days and weeks went on, within that first three months, I ended up leaving that marriage. Um, mm. it, it was just like I could not connect with this person. And I always laugh and tell people, now just, you know, if you wake up one day and you decide you're going to leave your spouse, don't think you're a walk <laughs> <laughs> because there can be a lot of other reasons for that. But in my case there was just absolutely no vibrational resonance between mm-hmm. us and it was already dysfunctional. And no doubt the person, you know, that had occupied this body previously should have left but was there, you know, for whatever reasons. And so as life went on, I found that within six months I even moved to a different state, and it was Mm -hmm. there that I found my first spiritual teacher, which was by accident, because I had responded to an ad I saw in the back of a telephone directory advertising spiritual counseling. And counseling, of course, was just right up my alley because of the psychology background. And the spirituality, you know, I was religious, but I wasn't spiritual. But it was like, okay, I can do this. Um, And after working with her, I discovered that I was a walk-in. And it's really cool because not only did she have her Ph.D. in psychology and had a very, you know, vibrant practice when she was at Berkeley and lived in California, but... She also was of Hopi lineage, and so she Mm -hmm. was raised on the Hopi reservation and lived with her grandmother because of um, things that had happened in her life that caused her mother to say, hey, she needs to know the ways, you know, of the people. And so she was really entrenched in all of those teachings, and that's Mm -hmm. where she started sharing them with me, and I began Mm -hmm. my journey of shamanism and it was in my shamanic journeys that i really learned about who i truly was even though i was told i was a walk in and that resonated true with me i didn't i couldn't really wrap my brain around it
0: But in working Mm -hmm.
1: in shamanic travel and in journeys, I could work with my guides. And I could then understand that, you know, I was clairvoyant and clairaudient and Mm clairsentient and I had the gift of discernment and blah, blah, blah. All of these different gifts, which when I first woke up, were so overwhelming that my guides, which I call the collective, my collective, which I came from, and acting as my higher source and guidance uh led me on these journeys to help me understand who I was mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. where I had come from and prior just prior to incarnating, I had merged my consciousness with other beings of a similar vibration, and together we made one large collective, and mm-hmm. we were um out. We were doing work in the Andromedan system when we heard this vibrational call uh come from Gaia for assistance and help for increasing the vibrational frequencies mm-hmm. of humans in order for them to wake up. And so I would say we probably were one of the waves of volunteers that mm-hmm. Dolores Cannon talks about. Right. And um so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, you know, we were working, I guess if you put a timeline on it, we were working on the um, crystalline grid of the earth on the exterior as well as on the interior, and it was around the early 80s. And so we were there for the convergence and the concordance and those types of things, and people did really start to wake up. But as one person wakes up, it also shifts different timelines and the vibrational frequency. So there's constant monitoring of all of the grids, not mm-hmm. just in Gaia, but within all of the dimensions that surround um, and are within Gaia. And so, you know, it was a huge mm-hmm. job. We were constantly doing this tweaking of energy and vibration. And when the soul of this body cried out to be released, then mm-hmm. it was decided that I <laughs> would be the aspect to come in. Now uh-huh. what I have learned since that initial coming in is that the soul of this body was of an Arcturian nature. And just for, uh, depending on where our souls come from, when they enter into the body at birth and become that natal soul, they begin to imprint on the cellular structure of the body and they begin to shift and to change and to mold the etheric template of the physical body. And so this being being an Arcturian had already laid a Arcturian, if you will, neurological system within mm-hmm. that grid. And so it was decided that I would bring in more of the Arcturian vibration, so that as I entered the sick body, I didn't fry the biology and the neurology. No,
0: right. Right. System. And
1: so, over time, more and more of the collective energy would come in. Now, it took years to really begin to, you know, clear the illnesses. Now, I was immediately healed from the illnesses but my body was basically trashed and so everything about me shifted the way that i ate the way that i spoke my lifestyle um Mm -hmm. i you know i i never drank water and then all of a sudden i began to drink water so everything about me shifted and everybody noticed it Mm -hmm. and so as Time went on. Not only was I able to rebuild the physical body, but I was able to begin to clear some of the cellular memories and some of the imprinting that occurred in the body. And once I got to a certain point, then more of my collective self came in, and I was able to then begin to initiate my mission because coming in as a walk-in, one of the things, even though it was instantaneous, this was not a walk-in situation that was written into a pre-birth plan. This was Mm kind of like the soul was like, I'm out of here. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, free body, you know, we can come in, we can can help clear this. I can be kind of like, you know, boots on the ground. And Mm -hmm. I can then actually help to implement in a physical form the tools necessary and provide the information dissemination for people to begin to wake up. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, as more and more information – As more and more of the collective would come in, more and more information would come in, the healthier my body, mind, and spirit was, and the more I was able to begin to implement all of um, the mission energy that was coming forth from me. And so um, because of now being able to carry out that mission to be a way-shower and to help people to wake up, and to understand that they are multidimensional beings, you know, in physical form. um, I have initiated many, you know, programs. I have a course that I teach on walk-ins. I, you know, I have a wellness business where people come in and my son and I run it. And actually, um, I'm in the office today, and he's seeing clients for me. And so we Mm -hmm. work, you know, kind of hand-in-hand, and we work on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects. Mm -hmm. But then I also have started what's called the Wish Alliance, and that is really, um, I believe, what um, my life's mission was to come in and to do because this is an international organization that pulls together some of the best and the brightest minds in the science and consciousness industry today and puts them in a um together under one platform and then we offer teachings and you know classes mm-hmm. and everything else and so I'm very very excited i I know that i'm on track i'm I just feel very <laughs> blessed to have had this opportunity to come in to the earth plane and to do this work so that's well i'm glad you're here
0: (laughs) 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 well i love it and i know it's no mistake that we were connected and you know we talked a little bit before the show you know about i have a similar um journey uh different but similar i think yours was a um, a complete walk-in my near-death experience in 1997 um, was just a higher aspect of me coming in. But it was similar to you in that it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I I know – I see everything now. I hear everything. I know all these things that I didn't know yesterday. And um, – so I can relate to a lot of that. My marriage also ended. It was, it, cha- it changed everything. And my background prior to that was traditional psychology. And then yeah. it was like, oh, now I know about everything else, energy and what this is really about. So I've been devoted to all of this since then. But it, like yourself, you know, I've come to understand more of the puzzle pieces and put them together over the years. And as you and I were sharing before we went live, I also feel that. We were brought together by, I feel, Dolores Cannon because you're using her regression technique. Um, she was a, a friend of mine and had been on my radio show many times um, back in the early t- I guess 2010-ish, somewhere around there. But anyway, and I told you she's been coming to my awareness, like, every day for the last, like, week or two. And I'm like, hi, Dolores. Hi. And when we <laughs> talked, I thought, that's why. That is why. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm so glad you're here and that we can talk about this. You know, for, for the people listening who feel they might have had an experience, sometimes, like, for us, I mean, it's been 25 years for me now. It didn't happen overnight where I understood what what took place and same for you so describe what you've come to understand and learn about the different kinds of walk-ins
1: okay so uh, on my 20th anniversary of being a walk-in my collective said okay it's time to get this story out and you're Mm -hmm. to write a book and so that's exactly what I did because I've learned when my collective comes to me and you're yeah. going to do it the easy way or the hard way, but you are going to do it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, great. And so um a year later, I published the book Walk-Ins, Cosmology of the Soul. And in there, um one of the reasons, too, I was excited to write this book is because I was in search of other walk-ins. And some people had told me they were walk-ins, and I heard their story, and I'm like, gosh, that just doesn't really resonate. What's going on here? I mean, I understand they're a walk-in, but they're different than me. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to interview lots of people and to bring their stories to the book as well. And what I found in all of the research that I did is there are quite a few different types of walk-ins, and as they were identified to me, the terminology that I use is the terminology that my collective led me to use. And so, of course, the first type is the soul exchange, which I am. Uh, one soul out, another soul in. Mm-hmm. I am no longer an, even an aspect of that original soul that incarnated, and I can talk about the different levels and the progressions of the soul a little bit later, too, if you'd like, but um, the next type is a soul infusion, and that's exactly what it sounds like that maybe you mm-hmm. experienced, because what happens with a soul infusion is the natal soul, the original soul to the body stays intact mm-hmm. in the body, mm-hmm. but you have more and more of your higher self, more of your um, over-soul self that comes Mm -hmm. in and anchors into the body. And that actually will merge with that natal soul. And so it really makes it a high-vibrating soul. The next one that we have is called a soul overlay. And with the soul overlay... The natal soul is still intact, the original soul to the body, and you have another soul that comes in and basically enshrouds that soul, and by that I mean that it's kind of like getting into a neoprene suit, so it fits nicely all the way around, and the uh, overlay will act as a battery charger for the soul, so it could be that... The soul became weak and run down. It also could be that for whatever reason that the soul needed to leave the body for a period of time. And this overlay aspect, which was still part of its original soul being, um, you know, in the fullness, in the oversoul, that it came in and could hold space for the other piece of the soul to go do whatever it needed to do. Then we have what traditionally called as the braided soul, and that's where you have two very distinct aspects of souls that come in and they braid together now a lot of times with a braided soul, people will um, even have negative experiences if this the soul that came in is very very dominant because sometimes the natal soul does not want to with however i will say that on a soul level and prior to incarnation walk in souls make an agreement there will never be an instant where there's like a hostile takeover of a body mm-hmm. all souls agree to this before the incarnation but when it comes time to actually do it sometimes in a braided soul they you know there's a little bit of um Resistance. It's almost or something. like a clash of mm-hmm. the vibrational frequencies and people can become sick from that. But a lot of times there's not. And so there is you know, that's one where there's a lot more confusion. The next one is called the jumper, and the jumper, in my opinion, is, you know, it's a really fun type of spirit, and again, remember, this is all in agreement. It's not a takeover or a possession or anything like that, but a soul will come in on a very, very temporary basis, and they may be there for a month, a week, a day, or even a couple of hours. But when you have a jumper that comes in, their energy is so strong that it immediately begins to imprint on the cellular structure. And when they're gone, you may not not understand what's happening at the time, but when they're gone, you feel like that you have a loss. That, and it's like, well, I don't understand what's happening. You know, all of a sudden I feel this emptiness or, you know, I feel lonely inside. What is going on? And chances are that you've had a walk-in uh, jumper experience. Mm-hmm. The next kind that I identified was the multi-layering. Now, all of us are multidimensional beings, and we're having multiple lifetime experiences in different places as we speak, each and every person that's listening mm-hmm. to this. A walk-in is no different. You know, a walk-in just brings higher vibrating energy Plus additional knowledge into the body. But we're all having this human experience. And so everyone's having a multi dimensional experience right now as well. And so, what happens with this multi layered soul aspect, when it comes in, it may bring um, a very vibrant piece of the angelic self, or it could bring parts of Palladian or Syrian or whatever, but it usually will have three to four very prominent soul pieces. And at any time, one of those will be at the forefront, and then it will subside, and another one will come to the Mm -hmm. forefront. And so it's kind of like this beautiful energetic dance of like, okay, now it's my Mm -hmm. turn to experience it. (laughs) It's my turn to experience it. And that's kind of what happens with all of these um, soul experiences that we will have. Like with the soul infusion, you might be bringing in angelic, palladium. Exactly.
0: Fusions, yeah, a lot of that. But all of that at different times, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And what I'm finding right now on the planet is that more and more people are having soul infusions. They're not mm-hmm. having walk-in soul infusions, but they're having the kind of soul infusion that comes from really connecting in with their higher essences and mm-hmm. moving up that conduit, maybe up into the higher self, for and allowing more of that energy that's to come crazy. in yeah. yeah, without having to have a walk-in experience. And mm-hmm. I think that that's happening because more and more people are becoming You know, uh, working and having a higher vibration, they are much more aware. And I believe that because of where we are on our timeline in history and even the galactic location of where we are, that the timing and the energy is right for more and more people to begin to wake up. And as they do, then they're bringing in more of this energy. But that kind of infusion comes after hard work, you know? Oh, a lot um, of
0: dedication, yeah. I think a lot, lot of, of people dedication. who listen to this show have experienced this kind of infusion. You know, they they connect with the aspect of themselves that is Arcturian or Palladian or the Angelics or the Seraphim or um, dolphin energy. Um, you know, all kinds of aspects. Um, so, uh, yes resonating with everything that you're sharing so much and um i want to make sure that we have time to talk about you know the different kinds of soul experiences um you know the walk-ins as you've mentioned there's indigos hybrid star seeds (laughs) spiritual awakenings kundalini awakenings and then the spiritual infusions that that you just talked about or the soul infusions um what feels significant to share about some of these other soul experiences
1: well the one thing that I really want to talk about are star seeds because mm-hmm. I you know first off I want to say walk-ins have to come from somewhere the souls just don't snap and manifest themselves you know mm-hmm. we were you know like in my case I was already having an experience but as part of a collective and so um I had moved from one individual aspect and merged my individuality with many. And so when we're having um, an incarnation experience and we're coming from somewhere, a majority of the people are coming from the stars, and they're coming in at birth and anchoring in. And as they progress, as they have this awakening, their spiritual awakening, then they remember, I came from the Pallades, or I am part of the Arcturian realm. I am part of the angelic realm. I am from Lyra, you know, and they remember that, and they wake up. And even if they don't have all of those soul memories intact, they have a resonance within themselves that when someone says the word Pallades, they feel it. They have a visceral response Mm -hmm. in their body. And I believe that the majority of all of the people on this planet are star seeds. I, <laughs> yes. I also know there's a mm-hmm. lot of angelic beings and Elohim mm-hmm. energy that's on the mm-hmm. planet at this time. There's also dimensional beings and source beings. And, you know, if someone is a source being, that means that they have, this is their first incarnation. And they're coming directly from that source energy. And I have met one or two in my lifetime, but they're very, very rare because most of the energy that's required on this planet right now is that mature energy. It's like, okay, we're here to help hold this space. We've had these incarnations time and time again, and now I want to experience what it's like to shift, to ascend my consciousness, I want to see what it's like. And, again, that's kind of like boots on the ground. Um, And if people are indigos, indigos um, are very akin to um, people, let's see, born like in the, the late 50s all the way up into the 60s, and they started thinning out. They were still coming in in the 70s the 80s, and the 90s, but by the time you got to the 2000s, then you started having all these crystalline children coming in. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about crystalline children, I mean the vibratory frequency of these children are much, much higher than even that of an indigo. And they're bringing in new earth technologies. They're bringing in new earth teachings they're bringing in remembrances of you know um like one star seed child who was a crystalline child that I spoke with was actually coming in and bringing in information on how to set up um like solar based communities and how people could live together in harmony and so their vibrations they don't they don't come in with like that 3D Earth grounding, they come in with a higher vibrational frequency and they don't move from it. And sometimes it makes it very hard for them to live on the planet because they can't really ground and anchor into this energy because it's not their energy. And the same thing. (laughs) with the rainbow children, when the rainbow children are just those children who are still in crystalline in nature, but they come from all over the galaxies. And primarily what I'm finding is that, especially among the walk-in community, a majority of the souls are from within this universe, but there are a lot of individuals that are outside of the universe and when they come in they bring in more of your teachings about how the earth was created how the universes were created and you can start to recognize them because they have all of this quantum physics knowledge that they've never studied and so I you know I've begun to understand uh, that there are people that are very prevalent outside of our universe and that has only come to light like within the last four to five years and so there are a lot of beings among us including like I, I identify earth seeds because earth seeds are souls that have agreed now they could have come from you know Palladium Sirius B, wherever or even outside the universe But they made a soul agreement with Gaia consciousness to come in and to be with her throughout this entire incarnation cycle. So what that means is they merged and they they left whatever density or dimension that they were in, and they merged in at the very beginning when Gaia was still in her gaseous state. And they may have come in as a molecule. And then they progressed, and they became all things and have experienced all things that are existence. They have been the rocks. They have been the trees, you know. They have been mm-hmm. viruses and bacterias. They've been the wind, and they've been the water. And I find a lot of this is coming to the forefront now, especially through my QHHT regressions. I had one mm-hmm. gentleman that I was regressing, and he remembered being a water droplet. And it took us the longest time to identify what the sensation was. And he was a water droplet even, um, I think it was like back in the 1800s. And he witnessed shipwrecks, and he would see pieces falling from above down to the below, and I'm like, and what are what you know? What type of emotions are you experiencing? And he goes, I'm not experiencing emotions. I'm observing.
0: What interesting mm-hmm. to be a water <laughs> and
1: to have the larger aspect of yourself penetrated by this debris that's falling from the surface. And so, when human beings were passing by, he had absolutely no response, but he could decide describe with clarity what was happening and Mm so you know being an earth seed means that you've had lots and lots of incarnation cycles probably since the very dawning of time with those gaseous states and many people now feel a very deep connection to the earth, they feel you know they have this protectiveness of the land and of the water and of the trees. They want to be you know in a guardian aspect. And so, um, if people are feeling that these types of deep resonance with the earth, I would encourage them to go within and to ask themselves, ask their own inner guidance, if they are uh, an earth seed. And then we have, um, what we call the wanderer soul. And the wanderers are a soul that basically has decided to come to humanity and they serve kind of like a journalist, you know, kind of like, um, what Dolores did. You know, she Mm -hmm. took all these notes. She wandered from, you know, one person to the next, gathering all this great information. Um, But they don't do that just on Earth. They do that throughout the galaxy. And then we have hybrids. And I have begun to work with so many hybrids um, in a very professional sense. And with the hybrids, they literally have either been taken onto the ships and in utero they were infused or given some type of a dna cocktail or their soul is um Coming in, like one lady that I know is from the Arcturian realm, and she is in a prototype body because for the Arcturians, unless they send in a soul aspect like what I was, um, a soul aspect can reside, a fractalization piece can reside within the human body. However, if it's a pure Arcturian, who comes in, they have a very difficult time being on this planet, and this particular lady is taken to the ship constantly, and they are tweaking this prototype of the body, because our physical bodies are a biological computer, and they house all of the information that we need to have this beautiful experience that we have on this planet, but our soul is the driver. And so... A lot of times I equate the human body to a car, and when you are a walk-in, you're getting a used car. (laughs) But when you (laughs) incarnate your natal soul, then you're getting the brand-new car, and you do all the imprinting. But the hybrids um, seem to be here for very specific purposes, and they, too, are helping to navigate timelines, and they're here to help people To wake up. And so I can honestly say that of the thousands and thousands of people that I've spoken with and interviewed and have become friends with, everything that I know to be true and that resonates true within my heart is we have all of these different diverse souls on the planet because they're all here in a benevolent nature and they're mm-hmm. all here to help and to support Gaia and here to be of service to humanity. I have honestly never met a walk-in who was malevolent or who had ill intent. I just haven't I just haven't met them if they're here. Now I mm-hmm. know that there are negative um entities here on the planet, but even that is being cleared up at this time
0: because we
1: are moving into higher and higher states of consciousness, and Gaia herself is moving into a higher vibrational frequency.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I want to highlight before we go further and take some questions and, and participate in an activation from you, um, I know that there are people because I'm seeing people that are writing in, you are interested in learning about their um their galactic heritage. So you are offering a galactic star reading. So I want to yeah. talk about your two offerings. Um they can be found at straighttopforthesoul.com. Click on our marketplace link at the top of the page uh, and you will see Sheila's Beautiful Face and you will see these two offers. The first one is a galactic star reading. And during this reading, Sheila will contact your galactic family and spiritual guides to provide information about, you know, get the answers to your questions for that. Um, Sheila, anything else you want to add about that particular reading?
1: Yeah, one of the things that we also do is if I, one of the, well, let me back up. So when I do this reading, I will connect in with your energetic field and basically unlock different codes that are found within your blueprint. And I mentioned that earlier. So Mm -hmm. if you have ever relaxed your eyes and you're looking at someone and you kind of see like this golden envelope around the person, that's what I'm working in. That's the etheric Mm -hmm. template. And it Acts as a blueprint, and I can talk about blueprints and templates and and things uh, because that's part of our Oversoul Matrixing that mm-hmm. we bring in. But I go into that, and I can actually begin to look at and find like if there are blockages, I can find different energetic signatures, which could say yes, um, your origin, your soul originated from, your mission is. These are the guides that are working with you, but I can also then, because this is a 90-minute reading, the other thing that I can do is go in and I can begin to identify areas that need um, extra energy or they need to be reworked and so i do that by using an arcturian healing chamber that i will take people into and actually work on their physical mental emotional spiritual bodies
0: oh this is offer b the crystalline blueprint activation right that's the 90 minute one yeah they're just to clarify for everyone offer a is a galactic star reading on its own um and then offer b is what um she was talking about the crystalline blueprint activation and an um healing chamber so these are these are different readings right
1: yes so with the first one what what i will do is i still utilizing the blueprint i will go in to determine where your soul originated from and um really call forward your soul team from that area and sometimes they will give your name of origin, and typically it's like a vibrational frequency, mm-hmm. but it comes forward, you know they translate it, and it will have a sound which then is a name like my original soul frequency is nuela, mm-hmm. and um so it's like a you know but anyway, so that's that's kind of what I. What I will do for people is to identify those areas and to bring that information forward for
0: them. Okay, and then the 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 second offer, offer B. This one is a bit longer, um, yes. a little more in depth. Uh, yes. It's a crystalline blueprint activation, uh, light body activation. Um, often called as well so with regard to the Arcturian healing chamber talk more about what happens with that aspect of the reading or healing well, it,
1: and it depends on the individual mm-hmm. because um, one of the things that will happen in that particular session prior to is there will be all types of ancestral patterning that will be identified And when we go into the Arcturian chamber, it can either be a light infusion, it may be that some of the systems need to be reworked, but I will take them through a process and into a specific place. And then the Arcturians will literally help to work through me so that I can help to work on that person. And what will happen is those ancestral patterns that have been logged in your body will actually be removed, and they will be identified. And so if there's something that you're struggling with, it may very well show up. But through the light, and um, it's like a light and a sound infusion, they will actually begin to make changes in the physical body. And typically people Mm -hmm. will come away feeling, you know, much more lighter. They'll feel more in touch with themselves. They'll definitely feel more grounded. And that's the physical sensation. But the other thing that people really enjoy is the knowledge that comes from this and the connection Mm -hmm. in with their uh, teams real time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for creating these opportunities. Uh, I know a lot of you are wanting more um, connection, knowledge, remembrance, (laughs) a reunion of sorts. Um, So you can definitely not only connect them, but you're bringing in a lot of information and a lot of knowledge that I think is really insightful. Um, And it really helps people feel um, that connection that they're longing for oftentimes makes them feel like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know, um, a homecoming of sorts. So thank you, thank you, thank you for um, allowing our beautiful community to consider that. And I do want to talk a bit about the Oversoul and uh, blueprints, templates. Um, from your perspective, uh, let's talk about the Oversoul and what that means uh, to you and what you've come to understand about the Oversoul. Okay. So
1: probably, I don't know, 10 years into being a walk-in, one of the things that I really began to be concerned about was, did I take over this body? And I'm still in my learning process. And so my guides are like, absolutely not. You know, here's the situation. I shared that with you guys earlier. And I said, well, I just don't understand. I said, so am was I part of this person? Mm-hmm. And they have said, no, I was not. I'm actually a different timeline that comes from the, the overall, the larger oversoul. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about, an oversoul? They began to use terminology with me that I understood first and that made it easy for me. They said each one of us has an individual over soul, and that's called your Shantias Khan. That's your, that's your individual. That's your personal cloud storage. It holds your information. It holds um, the aspect that's going to become your higher self. And so when you incarnate, only a small portion can incarnate, and it begins kind of like this spiral descent down into the physical body. And when it connects and becomes denser, it's your soul. The action of everything that takes place, the energy of that soul is the spirit. And what is still remaining connected to your smaller, if you will, your smaller oversoul, your individual oversoul, the Shantiyas Khan, is that higher self and that higher self can constantly feed information in and out. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that kind (laughs) of makes sense. And then the next teaching that they gave me was how it all began. And the story that they shared with me is that when Source decided that it wanted to experience itself, um, it began to fractalize. It actually began to expand out and to fractalize. But that energy of the expansion became what we all call the void. But that void actually is the etheric body of source. And within that, the first thing that even created that etheric body was the sound. And then there was light and then there was vibration and then the, I mean there was frequency and then vibration. And then there was this oscillation of the contraction and expansion phase that actually created the void through the use of the very first initial um, atoms, if you will, call it that, or the particle. And they began to through um, a variety of weavings, they began to create what is called the creation blueprints. And the creation blueprints holds all of that source information for all of the templates for everything that will ever be created. And it's the expression of those points of light and sound. And so within those creation blueprints, then there's a creation template. And they hold the actual templates for creation. And they are the source energy that's in action. That's the source energy in action or the source codes. And so within these templates, you find all of the information that you need for the creation of everything. And so then they said, okay, within the creation templates, there's an aspect of creation for an oversold. And the first oversoul that comes into creation is the master oversoul, and there's only one master oversoul. And then for each of the universes that are created, there's a universal oversoul, a singular universal oversoul. And within that, every galactic, every galaxy that is created and they are, according to NASA right now, there's 10 to the 20th power of galaxies that are out there. Each of those galaxies has an oversoul. And then the planets that are found within the galaxy, each of those have an oversoul. And within our galaxy alone, there are 70 because that's one for every planet. And these numbers keep going up as NASA continues to discover more things. So you've got a planetary oversoul. So now let's take that down to our planet, to Earth. So surrounding this planetary oversoul, then there's the experiential learning oversouls. And for Earth, there are 12 of those. And those could be, you know, you're coming to this planet to... Um, you want to learn to be compassionate. But within those oversouls, those experiential learning so oversouls, are those individual oversouls. That's our personal individual expression that they told me was called the Shantiyas Khan. And then, of course, the Shantiyas Khan, from that, as you have the individual piece that's coming in, it really is able to go around into your personal Oversoul, the Shantias Khan, and to gather up all the skills that are going to be required, all the vibrational frequencies that are going to be required, all of the knowledge that's going to be required in order for this soul to exist in the particular timeline that you choose. And so as you gather that information and you are coming down into physical form and get denser and denser, that first stream of information coming down is considered the higher self and then the soul is the personality for this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that is the information that they shared with me. And over time, I began to... You know, even ask them about that, and they're like, okay, for your knowledge, this is the simplistic, most simplistic form because we're not even talking about what happens within all of the densities or within all of the various dimensions because each of those (laughs) have oversouls, and then you have subsouls, and then you, you know, and so it just goes on and on and on, and they're saying, for me, like, don't get caught up in all of this. Mm-hmm. But we're mm-hmm. just going to give you an overview just to satisfy your curiosity. <laughs> and that, that that's worked well for me because they yeah. put it in very simplistic terms that mm-hmm. I could understand and it wasn't a lot of, you know, quantum physics mumbo-jumbo that I'm like, what? I don't get this. <laughs> what are you, talking about? you know, right. and so they have to your team will convey to you through your lexicon. And the lexicon is the information, your skills, knowledge that you've brought in that allows you to understand uh, what it is that they're trying to tell you. And if people, and more and more people are talking about this, how they're having, um, they think it's initial tinnitus or a ringing in the ears, that can be the vibrational frequency of your soul, but it also can be your team, your guides, your individual guides, whomever, speaking to you. And so if you have that, you just say, need to say, hey, guys, tune it down just a little bit. <laughs> you know, go. I'm always telling my guys, go <laughs> you know, I don't have a manual, but I want you to tell it to me in terminology that allows me to understand it. And then once I can understand it, then I can easily translate it for someone else. And, yes, it, it, there is a lot of high-level information that comes in, but I always ask them, Show me the things that are going to be practical, the mm-hmm. things that I need to help me in my mission. Right. Don't be showing me how mm-hmm. another universe is put together unless I need to know that. Oh, right. And that's, you know, a lot of right. times I ask them things and they're like, uh-uh, <laughs> you're,
0: you're just, you're, that will get you off. It's a distraction, yeah. It is I always a say, "What show me what yeah. I need to know today?" Um, you know, help me to bring in the information that'll be yes. most beneficial for me and my communities. But um, no, and thank you for all that information. And as you were talking about earlier, you mentioned about that you came from a collective. And if someone's wondering, okay, how is that different from a spirit guide? Um, touch on that for a minute, because I think that's important.
1: Okay. Uh, A spirit guide is someone on the other side who has chosen to walk this life path with you. And you have to realize your spirit guides are no different than you right now. Yes, they're at a higher vibrational frequency. Yes, they have more information, but they also have a job to do, and that's you. And you help them to learn more about whatever it is that they need to know on the side. So they guide you. They feed you information. And if you are not utilizing your spirit guides, then you are doing them a disservice as well. So I want to always put that in there. Please call on your angels. Call on your guides because they've been assigned to you. Could you imagine? I mean, eternity is a long time, and you're down here, and they're just like... Da, da da where are they? Do they not know <laughs> I'm here? But they will assist you. And if you will allow them to work through you, your life will be so much easier. They will speak to you just like your angels do in signs. They will give you dreams. They will give you that gut knowledge. It's like, I just know I've got to do this. I just know I have to meet that person. I know I have to move to this place. I don't know Mm -hmm. why I know, but I know. And that is your guides speaking through you. A collective is when you have more than one consciousness that has merged to create a different type of being so we were not in physical form your guides depending on the density level could be in a physical form may not be in a physical form could be in a quasi physical form it doesn't really matter what form they take but they're with you 24 hours a day now some times you'll have spiritual teachers your guides can also be your teachers but if you have spiritual teachers they're going to be bringing in higher-level knowledge for you. And so mm-hmm. that, that's how I like to differentiate them. But please, call on your angels, call on your guides, ask them to work through you to help you understand, to bring you the information that mm-hmm. you need to know. And when I work with my collective my collective has already, the beings that merge together, have already gone through, in some cases, ascension processes. Like the Arcturians, they've they've gone through the ascension. Many of the Palladians mm-hmm. have gone through the ascension steps, and so they have a higher level consciousness. And as you progress in your density levels, when you get to... The sixth density, that is the last time you're going to have any quasi-physicalness about you. And so when you go into the seventh density, you go into the eighth density, you go into the ninth density, these are the times that you have the opportunities that you can merge consciousnesses to create a larger type of a being. And that's what these collectives are about. It's when you have multiple consciousnesses without physical form that merge their conscious to create a new consciousness. And so as you progress higher and higher, those consciousness will merge to where you can place the consciousness into a planet. You can place it into a star. And that's where Gaia is right now. She chose to place her consciousness in this planet, to experience yet another ascension of her consciousness, her moving into a higher density, and we can all move there with her.
0: Mm. How do you perceive the, uh, the ascension going, you and your collective? Um, you know, with so many of us, you know, raising our vibration and being very devoted and all of that, um, how, do, how, how do you think we're doing?
1: Well, we are on the cusp of a planet-wide ascension, and that's what's so exciting, and that's why there's so many Mm -hmm. other galactic family members, which a lot of people call extraterrestrials, but, you know, we're extraterrestrials to them but that's why they're here monitoring this and they they're sending boots on the ground because they can't really come in and affect these changes but they're helping us and guiding us and helping to participate and where we are right now just like last night um and many of us are still feeling the effects mm-hmm. of the blood moon eclipse that happened When you have these planetary occurrences, when you have these um, astrological alignments, when you're having solar flares, when you have things that are affecting the, um, let's say, the, the matrix or the fabric that this planet is part of, that affects the planet as well. And when it affects the planet, it infects the Mm inhabitants. And so we have just experienced a huge washing over of energy of high, high frequency. This is the second of a huge wave of frequencies that's coming to help people to wake up. And that third wave will be coming at the end of the year. And the reason Mm -hmm. it's important and why we're having... Two of those in one year, which is unheard of, Why? because the the first major one happened in 2012. And now we're having two of them occur this year. It's really propelling us into a higher state of understanding of who we are as Mm -hmm. souls. And we incarnated have this experience right now. So every one of us, every person listening to this, listening to the replay, doesn't matter. We're all here to experience what's happening on this planet right now. And it's so amazing because this planet is experiencing ascension, and we are going to experience ascension with her. And I believe that, there are certain um, galactic gateways that have been opening and closing, serving as um, sending energy into the Earth's chakras. And all of those chakra templates have opened up. And they have been blasting this planet like we have been blasted since the 60s with this 8th and ninth dimensional frequencies. But now that's starting to close down, and so as it's closing down, we're receiving more galactic information coming. I believe the time frames that I'm seeing—if we make it to 2047 without an ascension—I will be extremely surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, it can—the ascension can happen in as little as two years to 2047 and these numbers 2042 2047 these are numbers that are coming from indigenous peoples all across the planet these are numbers Mm -hmm. that are being dreamt of by individuals these are numbers that seers are coming up with and if you just kind of close your eyes and you drop into the energy of like the ascension you're going to feel it viscerally through your body because it's that close. We are on the cusp.
0: Hmm. Um, how was your experience with all of the energy in the last day or two? How's it been for you? Ooh,
1: it has. Um... One of the things that this soul came in to do and agreed, because even coming in I had to agree to take on the contracts of this soul, the contracts had been cleared up. And every time I think that all the genetic imprinting is gone, something Mm -hmm. else will come up. So Mm -hmm. for me, there was a lot of um, emotional um, garbage, I think, that really started to float its way up to the surface. Now, fortunately for me, I was able to say, that's not mine, and I don't have to drop into it. So all of us have had this um, opportunity over the last two weeks, and we'll continue for the next couple weeks. um, We have this opportunity to once and for all to let go of those things that don't serve us.
0: Mm -hmm. to let
1: go of those ancestral patterns, to let go of the genetic stuff that really isn't ours that we've accumulated. And for Mm -hmm. those people who are empaths, you can become imprinted so easily if you're not clearing yourself, cutting those cords, if you're not pulling that energy off of you, it's Mm -hmm. going to imprint into you. And then you're going to start experiencing those emotions and those feelings. And I know a lot of people uh, that I've been talking to, they have like, I've got this wave of unworthiness coming up, and I feel worthy. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, how often are you cleansing yourself? <laughs> how yeah. often, you know, because as mm-hmm. empaths, you walk through a grocery store, and you're just kind of like sucking it all up. You know, oh, let me just yeah. clean this up for you. Oh, come on, here. Don't You don't need that. I'll take that from you. And we take yes. that stuff in, and if we're not clearing up, it's going to imprint, and even for me. Um, I don't know what happened. There was a period of time it was like I was just forgetting to cleanse myself. And then I was getting weepy, and I was getting emotional, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's just clean this up. And then, yeah on, mm-hmm. so it's so important for all of us, and especially now, because even if we're not you know highly empathic, but we're around people who are still very third dimensionally based, that vibration can start to attach to us, and it can start to pull us down, so this um meditation that I want to do with you guys mm-hmm. will keep you in your power and it will continue to build your power so that when this happens that you don't succumb to that. That when that energy comes to you, it can take from the shielding what it needs and it leaves. Because people are sending cords out all the time. And it's not necessarily a conscious thing. It's just like, ooh, mm-hmm. bright light attach. Ooh, bright light. I want to for that. You know? that. Yeah, so that, that just happens, and then there are these intentional cords that are much deeper, much thicker. But all of us, by the end of the day, you know, we kind of look like a little sasquatch with all these with all these little mm-hmm. tiny hairs that are attached to us if we're not constantly <laughs> cleaning them off.
0: Yes, and claiming our sovereignty and clearing, and you know, why don't we go ahead and move in? I think that was a beautiful segue into the clearing and activation, or um just to get everyone feeling clear because it has been um from what I'm reading and people writing in, you know an emotional time for people, and um there's a lot going on, so um yeah, are you feeling this is a good time to move into that, Sheila?
1: I'm absolutely ready.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's dive in.
1: So let's just let everyone close your eyes for a moment and drop into this place of stillness. And when we close our eyes, we actually begin to turn that focus inward, and it allows us to connect with our inner essence on a much deeper level. So as you're closing your eyes, You're allowing that space to begin to form for you. Just take a few deep breaths in and out. And as you're doing this, whether this is live or on a replay, we're all beginning to create this container of light that begins to circle around us. And when you do this individually, a container of light begins to circle around you. With that inward attention, I want you to begin to focus on the space within your heart that contains your divine light. This is your source spark. This is that divinity that god spark within you and i want you to envision that as a beautiful white light and with every inhalation that light begins to grow and get brighter until it gets to about the size of a baseball And when that light reaches the size of a baseball, I want it to basically explode upward and downward, down into your arms, down into your fingers, and it resides just beneath the skin. But it's completely covering the interior of your body in this beautiful source energy white light. And now above your head and below your feet begins to form this beautiful disk of silver diamond-esque white light. And as that is forming with your next exhalation, you're going to push that energy outside your body all of the way to the tips of your fingers, to the tips of the toes and then a couple inches beyond. So you've got this egg orb, your aura field, all around you that's now infused in this beautiful white light. And from above and from below, these disks begin to open up. And from above, this beautiful silver white light begins to completely cover down around three hundred and sixty degrees the aura field all the way down to the feet. And when it hits that disc below, that disc activates and it begins to send this beautiful diamondesque light up, covering the beautiful white and silver diamondesque light. So you now have these two layers of beautiful protection. 360 degrees all the way around, extending out to the tips of the fingers and beneath the feet. And I want you to do a check real quick to make sure that the interior of the body out to the tips of the fingers completely enshrouded in this white light and that that white light is covered first by that silver light from the top going all the way to the bottom and then from the bottom covering that silver light all the way to the top and it even begins to form at the top the shape of a tear so you're now enshrouded in this tear-like level two-layered level of protection and with your next inhalation I want you to breathe in all of that white light back into the body and let it reside just beneath the skin. And now this white light begins to spin on the interior of the body. And it's clearing and cleansing anything that is not yours, any thought patterns, any belief systems, anything that's not yours. It's spinning that away and it's dissolving and it's bringing the white, pure light to it. And right above the top of the head and right below the feet, another disc has formed. But this time, this silvery light is going to just cover the exterior of your body all the way down to the feet. And with your next inhalation, now it has turned into this shell, this beautiful permeable shell of the silver white light which actually is the Christ-conscious light. And from below the feet, now this beautiful rainbow light is coming up. It's a beautiful pastel rainbow light of the 13th, 14th, 15th dimensional consciousness planes, and it is going to completely enshroud the Christ-consciousness light now and it locks into the body. So on the exterior as well as on the interior, you have these two beautiful, beautiful pliable but permeable shells around the body. And with your next inhalation, I want you to snap your fingers and say now now and exhale and with your next breath in I want you to hold it feel the energy that's running all around and exhale and you can open your eyes now the reason that I wanted to snap the fingers and say now is that has locked in this grid of protection that's all around you, all around your auric field. You know, you have that first layer of protection, which is the Christ consciousness light, that silver-white light. Then it's covered in that diamond-esque light that came up from the bottom. On the interior, uh, which actually is around the physical body, you have the Christ consciousness light. And then you also have, coming from the bottom up and locking in, you have that rainbow light light that beautiful pastel rainbow light of the 13th, 14th, and 15th dimensional layers of consciousness. And that 14th, 15th, 13th, 14th, 15th dimension is where all the manifestation can now begin to occur. And so as you begin to, you know, um, I guess I'm going to say, begin to become conscious of your thoughts, Those things that you want to make manifest in your life can happen quicker and easier. So one of the things I would encourage you to do is to go back and to re-watch this, re-listen to this. Time and time again, write this meditation down to do for yourself, because not only are you now protected on the exterior of the body, that white light is activated. And when you say now and snap your fingers, you could be in the grocery store and say now and snap your fingers. (laughs) And every step that we just went through will occur systematically. But you do need to go back and at least once a week go through this entire meditation because you'll be protected on the inside that nothing can penetrate from the outside. Mm -hmm. So you just can constantly are building and building and building your personal power within your own source energy, your own God connection. And you're just going to keep building that power. And then on
0: the outside,
1: you're protected so nothing can come in.
0: Right. I love that. Everybody's going to be walking around snapping their fingers in the grocery store. Right. Saying, now, now. (laughs) Awesome.
1: That'll be great. Yes.
0: Yes that is how you claim your sovereignty i mean yes. i love that that was that grid of, of protection and yeah i would encourage people come back and listen to that make it a practice a very familiar practice mm-hmm. to where it does you can snap your fingers and say now and, <laughs> and it, you're cleared yes. and protected. Well, took
1: us however many minutes to do that the first
0: time mm-hmm.
1: But over practice, over time, you'll be able to complete this whole thing in, you know, 15 to 30 seconds. And then you just think about it once a week. You go through all the steps, snap it in now, so that when you feel like that you may be leaking power or you're under attack or a psychic attack is occurring, Snap your fingers, say now, and you will be instantly protected. And anything that's come into you will be decorded and turned back in and transmuted into the highest light. But more importantly, because you now have this rainbow light activation all around your body, that 13th, 14th, 15th dimensional frequency around you, that is the place of manifestation so be careful of your thoughts because we can create positively as well as negatively so i hope that this activation will help you in your daily practice but also help you to manifest those things that you want to bring into your life much quicker and cleaner
0: mm-hmm. yeah and Interestingly enough, there were two different people who wrote in um, asking for support with psychic attacks, and so you have just provided that, and uh, um, Mary, for you specifically, um, she wrote in a few times about that, so I hope that you heard that, Mary, and... Um, as we start to wrap up, Sheila, I want to just highlight your offers one more time. There's the Galactic Star Reading. It's $99. We have the three-pay option. You could pay it over three months. Or Offer B, which is the Crystalline Blueprint Activation and Arcturian Healing Chamber. Uh, that's 225 and we have the three-pay option. That's 90 minutes. Um for people who are having physical um challenges right now, because a few people wrote in about that, Sheila, um, would offer B be supportive with yes. the Archery and Healing Chamber? Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. And and I will honestly tell you that we have had success with anything from, you know, physical ailments of like fibromyalgia or they've had residual effects from viruses or even knee and back issues. You know, when you're working with these high-level frequencies, I say you step into the realm of the impossible because everything becomes possible. And when people say, I've tried everything, I've done everything, this is the place to come because people, I mean, even allergies, you know, Somebody says, Mm -hmm. I got cottonwood allergies, can you help? Absolutely. You know, we can, Mm -hmm. we can put into place, we can look, because not only that, they will also tell you what dietary supplements that you need to take. They will tell Mm -hmm. you what eating habits are best for you.
0: Right. So in addition to supporting your physical vehicle and vessel in this lifetime, you'll also connect them with their soul plan, origin, activate the crystalline grid. So there's a lot that can take place in this 90 minutes. Someone was asking, um, what does it mean to activate the crystalline grid within the blueprint?
1: Well, a lot of times what will happen is just because of life, our circuitry has for lack of a better term, shortwired. You know, we've blown a fuse. And when we go back in and we find those areas that need repair work, then the life plan even becomes prevalent. If we are not walking our truest and highest intention of the work that our souls came to do, regardless of whether you're a walk-in or a star seed, an earth seed, a crystalline chop, whatever, if we're not walking our plans, that physically lodges into our cells of the body. And when they lodge into the cells of the body, if they vibrate at a very low frequency, they can become, you know, our cells can cause dis-ease in the body, which then can lead to disease. And so when we activate that blueprint, it kind of, you know, goes in and identifies those areas that need to be cleared and cleansed. Because when I see the crystalline blueprint, it looks almost like um maybe grid paper. And if you can think of um a grid paper, and within each of those little lines you have running, you know, horizontally as well as vertically, all of these energy conduits and these lights will be, For me, they're like an electric blue, and there's yellows, and there's greens, and sometimes there's a deep indigo color. But if there's not a uh, connection, if that grid paper, if you will, has been torn, if there's a fragment in there, then we can repair it. Because the crystalline blueprint is like a fabric, much like our DNA is a fabric. So this is kind of like the DNA blueprint um, for mm-hmm. the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for that, and thank you for that question, because I think that, was, that answer was helpful for a lot of people. Um, Sheila, you have provided a lot of knowledge, information, beautiful energy, and um, thank you for being here with me. I really, uh,
1: and it's, you know, this is part of my mission is to Mm -hmm. share this information with people, help people wake up. And, you know, one of the main things my guides told me many years ago people cannot drop into the essence of who they truly are at the soul level if they're in pain. And pain can be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so I was guided to move into that healing arena for that very purpose is to mm-hmm. help people get out of pain, whatever that pain is, and to show them a higher path or higher frequency or create those higher frequencies in the body. Mm-hmm.
0: Relief. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, yeah, is ready for relief. And like you said, it could be on a variety of levels. And mm-hmm. I really honor the work that you're doing um, and your mission. You know, you've really stepped into it, Sheila, and... It was beautiful to connect with you and introduce you to everyone here. Um, and so we're going to just wrap up now. Any final message or uh, final words that you want to share with these beautiful beings here?
1: Yes. Every single person listening to the sound of my voice is here for a reason. And whether or not you realize that reason, it is so important that you have traveled through time and space to be here. And so everyone has an important mission, whether you know it or not. And this planet would not be the same without you. And you are loved beyond measure. And every person matters. Everything you bring to the table is helping to shape the future of
0: humanity. Hmm, That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Sheila and thank all of you for joining us. Thank you for your time, your readiness, your willingness, your love and your presence today. It's an honor to have you with us. Notice how you're feeling. Notice what stood out for you. Um, Notice what where you want to shift for you and then just let the brilliant bountiful beautiful blessings flow to you open up to receive the benefits of everything that has been ignited within you and in our sacred circle today uh, remember that you're a sacred being a creator being a multi-dimensional master of light claim yourself as that claim your sovereignty and consider the wonderful opportunities To expand on this journey with Sheila and her special offers, Uh, you can review them at straighttalkforthesoul.com in our marketplace. Uh, Just remember, everyone, you are brilliant, you're resilient, you're dearly loved, you're certainly not alone. Thank you for joining us on this Soulful Adventures today. Uh, I am sending crystalline rainbow waves of new earth grace and glory and gratitude from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress and own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Take flight, beacons of light. And I'll see you all back here in this Playground of Light uh, again tomorrow. Bye, everybody.